Why, hello there, and welcome. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome, I'm laughing, to another episode of Let's Chat About Death. And I'm joined on the panel um, with a voice from the past and it's uh, it's Simon. Hello Simon. Hello, hello. Um, Simon and I are going to talk to you today about, um, uh, about something that really really affected us the other day um and i just think uh, people out there sort of need to know i guess the difference between what we do in australia against what other countries do and um but uh we had a bit of a situation probably over the last couple of weeks we had a family reach out to us we've done previous funerals for like family and or members of their their uh, social group um, nearly stumbled on my words there. I didn't know what to say. Um, but uh, of this gentleman that passed away over in Bali um, and he was over there with his children and all of a sudden, um, yeah, it was lights out, unfortunately, for him, um, which was terrible. Uh, terrible situation that your family had to sort of go through. Um, his partner was still in Australia at the time. Um, she had a bit of a fear of flying, I found out. Um, and so I guess a, a, a Nova, well, it's an Australian-based company um, that that deals with a lot of overseas or international repat- repatriations across to Australia and I must say that our experience with this organisation, uh, maybe at the start was probably okay, but at the end with the final result um, was pretty damn atrocious really. Um, and uh, I have dealt with this country before uh, with uh, the Bali bombings that happened. Um, and I mean that was a different scenario though compared to what we've had to deal with with this one. So this overseas company um, decided that they were going to repat from Bali for this family. Um, And I must tell you that the family have paid, well, the insurance company has paid top dollar for this company. So I would have expected nothing but the best for this family. Upon receiving this gentleman into our care, um was not so good um uh, and that's that's putting it politely um and obviously i'm not going to name and shame anyone on here because that is an our uh, our thing um but we are dealing with um you know i i'd use the word mega business it's it's uh, a big company um you know and uh but barley you ever been to Bali? No, I haven't. No, neither have I. My brother's been, but not me. Yeah, no, I um, I don't know if it, look. A lot of people go over there because it's cheap and you know eat on the bees. What That's probably the main Bing reason. Bing That's probably the main reason because it's cheap. And the lady boys or whatever they are over there, and cheap. Yeah, cheap. Um, I'm not real one for heat. I don't tend to go too well when it's really really hot. 
I guess it's a it's a moist. Um, that's a word people don't like either. Um, the but, humidity. Yeah, humidity. Yeah, is a big one. So obviously, when it comes to um, deceased people, when they pass away in a country similar to Bali or any hot area around the globe, and there's multiples um, of countries like that, what do you reckon one of the first things that these com- these countries need to do with that body? What do you reckon? Cold storage. Yeah, yeah. Get it to somewhere that is cool very, very quickly. Because if we don't, then what happens? Decomposition yeah. kicks in a lot faster. Yeah. And uh, I am only going by family experience in regards to uh, when he did pass, which was in a hospital, that, you know, they were they were really good at what they did. The healthcare was pretty good. But I think it was then the aftercare that, that pretty much let, let this um, company and family down. They were promised a lot of things. And I don't like making promises. Um, now I'm saying that I didn't promise anything, obviously. It was this other company that did. Um, because until I get that person into my care, then I can deem if having a viewing or any other thing is going to work. Um, and for me to say no, that means that there is nothing else or anyone else that I know of that can actually physically do anything for that person. Um, and you saw the person. <laughs> yeah. You I saw sure the did. person and it was it was terrible. Um like you said, cold storage is one of the first things. Um, now, this company also, although embalmers over there said they were going to fully embalm this person, it's one of those requirements, isn't it, for a, a repat um, where they must be embalmed. Do you believe with what we saw that there was any evidence of that taking place? In And I mean venously, not externally. No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't see anything. No, you know what looked like an incision wasn't actually an incision, no. and there was definitely no stitches. It was anywhere. a blackhead. <laughs> so <laughs> it was an area of blackheads, <laughs> but but we had to look. Um, so obviously, when it comes to embalming, there's certain areas around the body that are more used than others. Others, others, more than others, um, and. This gentleman that did come into our care just didn't have any of those signs of embalming, even though the quotation that the family was given stated or the certificate of embalming um, was that uh, it was it was done, um, not unless they do something totally different to what we do. Um, but I thought that embalming was universal. I thought... Because the body's the body, it doesn't change because you're in Bali, does it? Like it shouldn't because no, no matter what country you're in, a human is a human. Yeah, that's you know, right. That we have the same organs, unless they're an alien, and yeah. that's different. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, but if you're in Tasmania, then you end up with two heads. Boom. Yeah, you're right. There. No, sorry, S- sorry for all the Tasmanians. I apologise. Not really. No. Um. So evidence um, of things going a little bit pear-shaped was well and truly out there. The first thing that probably got me was the, and I'll use the word shipping, I don't like it, but shipping container that this gentleman was in. Now, 
having a look at that shipping container after we pulled everything apart was basically just plyboard. Um, you look at it and you think, oh, my God, like that's going to be heavy. But he was heavy. He sure was. Um, but uh, he, his shipping container or coffin uh, certainly was not. And it was only held together by 25 mil scr- uh, nails and it was pretty flimsy by the time you started playing around with it. I think if it wasn't for the little bits of metal, um, I don't even know what you call that. like the S- Sort of like tin. Tin, tin thing that was in there. That probably was what was keeping it together. Um, there was no under crate, shipping crate of what normally comes in with anything from the airport. And there certainly wasn't anything over the top of it to protect it. So that was my my first thing, like, oh, my God, like... Luckily, he's got here without a fork prong going mm. through the front or, or whatever. Well, that's it because he had no labels that he was actually in there. No. You know, anyone at the depot would have thought it was just a shipping container filled yep. with, you know, food supplies or whatever it may be. And Gold if someone, coins. Yeah, could be. It could be. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. all it takes is one reckless forklift operator. Yeah. And... He's dropped, he's, he's everywhere. He's you know. done, yeah. And I reckon it probably wouldn't have taken much for that to happen. But anyway, look, he, he came to us and this corporation or this company uh, delivered straight to our door, which was which was now that I think was a really good thing because uh, I probably would have lost my bananas at the airport if I would have seen that. Um, and, uh, you know, we're talking about 250 kilos of of shipping container plus body and I can tell you now that majority of that was body um, just from sheer his he was a larger in life character and I think with whatever they did with him over there um, just made it you know it could have been you know 10 litres of fluid put onto him somehow or I don't know like it's just it really it really blows my mind um Take him through a little bit about what else we had to do there. So we opened up the lid and then what did we do? Well, the first thing I noticed when we opened up the lid was I started getting some sort of sensation through my nostrils. Yeah, he, he, he was a sookie lala, really. But, <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know. And luckily there was none of these <laughs> coming out of that. Yeah. I'd be worried if there was. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, you know, the... F- Probably after we've got the lid off and everything, probably the biggest thing I saw as well was the foam. There was no sort of like any form of padding apart from that foam, and I'm talking. They look like um, pool noodles when we first took that off. Now that we we're talking about before about the tin, now that was held together by small nails and sticky tape. And I mean, a lot of countries do the met what they call metal lined. You know, you don't really see lead lined anymore, or or zinc, unless you come from different faraway countries. But um, but if you went into your attic, if you have an attic, right, if you went yeah. to your attic and you saw sort of like insulation foam, yeah, similar to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or the other, or the old um, uh, like couch um, foam. Yeah, it's like a pillow. yellowy foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that type of thing. You get it from Bunnings or something yeah. like that in rolls. Yeah. But um, it, it wasn't under him. It was on top of him. Yeah. So what is it padding? I don't know. Yeah. Um, the the big thing was with that. Yeah. I guess how I 
put it into a report was that it was protecting him from, well, so-called protecting him from hitting the sides or any movement in the coffin. But also what did hit us was this big waft of... um, Now, I'm only going to go by using the word embalming chemical because what else, or preservation fluid, what else would you use in regards to that? The smell related as formaldehyde... um, but other countries have got different ways or different chemical that they can use because of obviously their standards against ours. And, yeah, when it does start tickling up your nose um, and we were wearing a protective mask, like a N95 mask, but when it hits your eyeballs, mate, and you're wearing gloves, it's like you can't <laughs> you can't get in there and, like, get your finger and no. You couldn't even use your shirt, no. like, you know, burying your head into your shirt because you've got an apron on and that's been touching it. So, yeah, so you just had to tough it out. Yeah. <laughs> you had to suck it up. Um, but it was very, very powerful. Um, we ended up obviously having to get uh, some air flowing in there, so the old fan. Um, but just this poor gentleman's condition was probably the biggest thing that got me. Um, like you said, utilizing or they were utilizing this foam, then and everything was moist, wasn't it? Like mm. wet, um, and the sides were moldy. So, like, you can't tell me that that that's normal. Like, like that's just yeah, not right. Not. That's just definitely it's not. like someone has been out longer than what they should have, and. I don't know. But I, it, I, that's just me. It also looked like there was no care put into the no, entire thing. No. You know? um, this gentleman was, and I'll use the word hogtied because a lot of people will understand that, um, to keep his arms up and his legs straight. And it's like there was no need for that either. Um, you know, where where is the standard? And I guess if we talk about death and no one ever wants to talk about it, I guess that's why we do these podcasts is to talk about um, things that are like like sort of reportable, like public need to know certain things of like if if something happens overseas, then really research how it's going to happen because this poor family were just taken for a ride, and um, it was sad, to, sad really to see it. Um, but yeah, the the smell of this embalming chemical, um, so you know, for the next 24 hours or, you know, that after, and I probably took a big mouthful of it in, most of that chemical is uh, carcinogenic. So it's going to have, it's like asbestos, you're going to have an effect of it later on in life. Mm. And um, when you are working around it quite often, like most embalmers do, they just become, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, um, that smells okay, but, you know, it's, 20 years, 30 years down the track, that could be the issue. Yeah, it sits you in know? the bottom of your lungs and then yeah. as, you, as you age, then, then that go, starts really taking Here talk. we go. Here's the formaldehyde. I'm coming out. <laughs> Back like, in Like, um, you know, yeah. So you, you, the inner zombie <laughs> comes out as the formaldehyde. Um, what else? Yeah, he um, – obviously he was a larger man. Um and they had just basically dressed him in whatever they probably had around. I don't think – I think those pants were physically made for him. Um, just straight off 
you know, the production line in Bali. Um, and the shirt, I'm not, I don't think the shirt even belonged to him. No. So where did they get it from? But he like, was quite dirty himself. Yeah. So I thought maybe they didn't wash him at all. No, there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of remnants of like, I use the word, you know, like you left out in a shed and, you know, someone's, you know, doing woodwork or, um, yeah, I, it was just, yeah, it just wasn't right. Um, but I think, I think how, you know, obviously once we got him out and, and sort of, couldn't really clean him up a bit because his skin was already compromised. To me personally, I feel as though that he was just given a pour over of embalming fluid and gone, he's externally embalmed. But there was no aspiration, there was no no closure of mouth properly. They've just shoved something underneath his chin. Just, I mean, because like I said, we're, we're only experienced in what we get here. All right, we don't. I mean, apart from my other experience with Bali or some other countries, you know, like I mean, there's even a high standard from Australia to New Zealand. Like, if someone's not in a hermetically sealed bag or they're not done this way, then that's reportable to the authorities. But somewhere along the line, these countries that are far away, like, if they're not going to do the job right, then don't do it. You know, there should be a thing like, no, we're not sending people across. We're going to cremate them here or we're going to bury them here. That's yeah. it. You know, because this family and especially the partner of 15 years was really itching to see him and to be able to tell her that she can't, that was gut-wrenching, absolutely gut-wrenching. And um, I'm going to make sure, you know, that that never happens again because that that is unacceptable. Because um, that's, that's still a loved one at the end of the day. I um I just felt like crap, you know, saying to the partner, "There's just nothing I can do," and that that hurts me because I go out of my way to make sure we do stuff, and it has to be done right. You know, even you even know with prepping, you know, like just because someone's not going to be viewed, how do you know on the day that they're not going to be? Exactly. You know, if you don't go, oh, I'm not going to do eye caps or I'm not going to do this or we won't worry about washing them, but we have to unless they're compromised. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the only time, like you said, that we wouldn't prep someone is if we really couldn't do a thing. Yeah, that's right. But as long that's as right. there's one thing we can do, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, after after your experience, like what? how did you feel all about it? Well, I felt bad for the family and I felt yeah. bad for him, you know, yeah. because he's still a person. Like that could have been could have been me, could have been one of my loved ones, could have been yeah. anyone. Yeah. And like I said earlier, my brother's been to Bali. Yeah. You know, I I would have been completely ticked off if my brother had passed over there yeah. and he came back like that. Oh yeah. Oh, it's you know? um we always look at everything as though if that was our own family and how we would feel and you know and I guess it's not all about the money, but when you do pay a crap load of money towards organisations that you believe to be right, um, like what they could have said was, look, just letting you know, he's deteriorated quite rapidly and 
you know, th- there isn't a lot that we can do and we believe that it's possibly not a viewing. You know, that's what they could have said and it probably would have alleviated all the stress of this family, you know, so we get him here late and then we're, you know, we're expected then to deliver a service back to that family and we couldn't couldn't deliver on that. Mm. Um, I mean, she's still got the opportunity of come in and, and be with a coffin, but that's not the same. No. That's not the same as saying, you know, honey, I'm here now and I just want to, you know, just hold your hand or, you know, stroke your hair or whatever it is, you know, but you can't. You can't in that situation. The final image would be that coffin and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then some would say, you know, viewings, yeah, sometimes the person will look worse than what they did and, yeah, that can happen, but... I guess if, if you've had a crap experience like at a hospital or a nursing home or, you know, eyes open, jaw open, whatever, then that's going to stay with you. Whereas if you see him once they're, you know, like the gentleman that we dressed today, you know, in a, in a beautiful suit and was it today? It was, it today. was today. It was this morning. <laughs> the formaldehyde no, poisoning is still getting me. Um, but, you know, you, you see these people come in very vulnerable. They're very like and you think, oh, wow. And then you dress them up, you've washed them, you dress them, comb their hair, brush their hair or whatever, and they look like a million bucks. You know, that, just, that's yeah. the part that that gets me, you know, when I can't deliver that. In the past, like I've had people, you know, we've dealt with families where they've gone, Dad looks fantastic, looks so much better than yeah. he does now than he's ever taken care of himself, you yeah. know. Yeah. We've known him to never look this smart or never look as good yeah. with his hair or he's – his beard looks amazing and that makes you feel really good about what yeah. you've done for this family. Yeah. You know? So when you can't do things like like that, then it really gets you. Yeah. You know, because it feels like you failed that family. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, yeah. I mean, obviously I wasn't going to expose him to anyone else. Um, I mean, we've taken lots of photos of it because that then becomes a, a catalogue of um, proof of exact – because, you know, like, oh, no, but when he left here in Bali, he was perfect. No, he wasn't because we've got proof of that. If only they sent the photos earlier, we would have been able to at least defer the family from thinking that that was going to happen. Even if he looked good and everything was perfect with, you know, how he arrived and what he arrived in, if everything was all fine, but because of that chemical that was – potentially poured externally yeah he still could not have a viewing because no. the first thing the family would would feel is that chemical yeah then you're exposing more oh people. yeah we felt it we felt <laughs> it we, it was just two of us imagine oh. imagine just oh. doing that in a room filled with people yeah it's um because the thing is you can't you can't see it you can't i mean you can certainly feel it um it does have a smell to it um but then some of that chemical is non-smelling so you go oh my eyes might you know i'm not feeling the best and you know that that can come too and but yeah as soon as we cracked that that lid that was it yeah i knew oh no this is this is going to end not too good as soon as as soon as that air came out of that container yeah then it was like oh yeah flaming nostrils oh yeah 
Yeah, and and then it was until I touched the foam, then my eyes copped it. So <laughs> <laughs> I started crying, but I couldn't look away. But we were so lucky um, that it was. It just sounds awful, but you know, it was going to be bin day. Um, so we we managed. We had to basically circular saw the whole coffin down into bits. We couldn't recover it. We couldn't do anything. It just had to, to get him out. Had to be totally destroyed. Yeah. To get it, and that yeah, that's not a normal, but. Yeah, he – I don't know. To them, maybe that's – yeah, maybe that's that's totally different over there, you know. I, I can only go by that. Maybe that's – Well, maybe they just don't have a lot of wealth over there to the point they can only do what's within their financial yeah, capabilities. that's right, yeah. So that's another thing, money. Yeah. You know, if they don't have money to produce proper coffins or yeah. interiors or – or afford proper embalming chemicals or, or procedures to do it correctly. Yeah, we'll just and water that stuff down. Yeah, <laughs> I've never liked you know going to Thailand or Bali, and yeah. it's probably purely because of these re- reasons. There's a lot of people that I've seen you know go over there for surgeries, you know whether it's a breast reduction or implants yeah. or whatever, but it always comes back botched. Yeah. So. And then you got to live with that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and go through all the health issues from there. Um. But no, I just thought we'd come on and talk about that because, you know, a lot of the public don't see that. They just see, yep, he's there on the day. And look, we had his funeral yesterday and the family was very happy. And, you know, the thing is that there's no hidden agendas. There's, not, there's nothing. It was this is what's happened. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's necessary for people to, to do a bit of research and, and uh, if you ever feel as though that you you don't trust people, then don't use them. Exactly. You know, like I guess I guess it's hard with overseas countries because it's hard enough that when your loved one's over there, deceased, but then you're only going by people that are saying, oh, they're a good company, they're doing this, they're doing that, but oh, it's you just want to wrap them up yourself and... It all depends on what overseas country. Like, if it was America, that that would come back pretty, pretty, pretty normal. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know, America and Australia they share the same sort yeah. of practices and yeah. procedures and things. So, if someone was to be, you know, an Australian was to die in America and come back over, then I'd probably be a little yeah. bit more confident that that they would be, you know, preserved. Yeah, if uh, we can use that word. Look, I, I just, yeah, I, like I said, we were horrified with it and I just think it's necessary for people to know that. Um, and you guys out there have always asked, you know, just call it how it is. So we're just telling you how it is. Um, but the the ones that I have seen from Bali or any of those Southeast Asian areas have pretty much all been the same, quite similar I should say, Um and it just obviously is just how they do stuff, but it's not not our standard no. at all. Um, and uh, yeah, for for the Australians to be waving the flag for these people doing that, then they shouldn't be, because mm. that's not that's not right. You know, I tell you, if it was a if it was a soldier, and they came back like that, what do you reckon the defence force would do? Oh, there'd be a big thing about oh, it. Yeah, tell yeah. you what, you would be front and center. You'd be on the, you'd be in the papers every day and on the radio and whatever. But no, nah, little old, um, you know, uh, Mister K, he just gets to just be him. 
really, and no one. But hopefully, hopefully the family does follow up and you know gives their opinions and how they feel and because um, feedback's good. You need to you need to give feedback. Oh, you need feedback, you feedback with everything. And I think just for everything across the board, does doesn't matter. You know, you don't like a meal, you you say something. You know, that's the I, only way I, to make things change. I found a hair in my tortellini. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, yeah, not good. Mm. <laughs> Giuseppe's dropped it in the in the tomato sauce. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, look, uh, you got to laugh with some of the stuff too, because it yeah. But um, well, there you go. It's only a half an hour episode, but uh, look, if I say the word, I hope you enjoyed it. It just sort of gives you a bit of an insight to. Uh, what we've just experienced and um, it's going to take me a while to actually get over that Um, just yeah in general but we move forward don't we that's That's what we do you remember some of those difficult ones and the easy ones not saying you forget them but they were easy like you you had a a good time with them yeah there was no hiccups to it no well thank you very much Simon that's alright yeah and uh yeah, next time you won't be such a sook. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, and uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again another day. Bye for now. See ya.